0: I've printed out quite a lot of, of sources for you because this is something you might want to learn and teach on Shavuos uh, because what we're dealing with here is mm-hmm. the essence of the methodology of Torah and how, we, um, how, how Torah preserves itself from becoming um, atrophied into a dogmatic fundamentalist set of, set of, of laws that would stifle any, any development. Um, and how, as we've spoken before in the idea of what the Gemara does is it preserves authenticity and fluidity. If you don't have fluidity in halacha, then it becomes atrophied. If you don't have authenticity in halacha, then it becomes uh, a reformation. Then it's nothing. And that's the challenge, is how do you preserve authenticity and fluidity? And the key is Gemara. Gemara links everything we have back to the Torah shebichtav, back to the written law, and that guarantees authenticity, and it applies. It teaches us a methodology by which to apply everything that we have to current situations in throughout the ages, and it's that balance that we have to that we have to keep. <coughs> and we have a piece of Gemara at the bottom of Lamad Beis, Lamad which re- is not directly related to the to, to the Sugi as much, but uh, just imp- important ideas uh, <laughs> ideas in it. Uh, the Mishnah talks about Hevil, <laughs> Tamid They bring the korban tamid, the daily korban, to the kohen. And his karatzo asks the Gemara, my karatzo, what does that? What does he do? What does karatzo mean? Amar ula lishne diktalahu. It means he slaughters it. That's what that's what it means. Amar mm-hmm. Avnachman Nachman by Yitzchak. So by Yitzchak asks, my crow, where do Where is the posuk? This is back to the authenticity. So how do you know from the Torah that the word karatzo means to shecht? Uh, so he answers, Omer Nachman by Yitzchak, from the Posukin Yermiyahu, Eglay Yefefiyah Mitzrayim Keretz Mitzaphon Bava. The Mitzrayim is a beautiful calf and a killer from the north, meaning the Babylonians, the Kastim, is surely coming. Uh, Ask the Gemara, my mashma, how do you know that the word Keretz means killer? So we're dealing oh. with real first principles. It's so interesting. The Gemara is like learning the Chumash like a child. What the the Tanakh? What does carrots mean? So you could say, well, look at the Mitzudas and look at the Mitzudas David. You'll see what it means. No, they didn't have all that. They're working from from first principles. How do you know what the word carrots means? And here the Mishnah uses the word carrots, so it's important we know it. Answers the Gemara the Metargem Rav Yosef as Rav Yosef translated it. Um, now, Rav Yosef is, uh, a, as you know, a really important Amorah from the third generation of Amoraim in Babylon. He and Rabba are very close. Uh, there was a contest as to who should become Rosh Hashiva in Pumpedita. Rav Yosef puts Rabba forward, was much younger. Rabba was only 18 at the time. Rabba becomes the, the Rosh Hashiva of Pumpedita until he dies, and then Rav Yosef is Rosh Hashiva for a couple of years. Um, and Rav Rav Yosef is one of the Rabbeim of of Rovah. So we've got Rabba and then Rovah and Abaya. Rabba and Rav Yosef are from the same generation. Rovah and Abaya are the next generation. And this is the foundation of of the Talmud. This is the foundation of the Gemara. So this same Rav Yosef, who was blind, says he translates the posse into Aramaic, a A deadly nation will come from the the north to attack it. and that's virtually word for word the Targum Yonasan that we have. The Targum Yonasan is the first Babylonian translation, or uh, the first Aramaic translation of the Tanakh. And we need to understand who this, the Yonasan was. So I've brought you some of the Gemaras that you understand who this Yonatan this ben Uziel was. He was from the first generation of Tana'im, the beginning of the Mishnaic period, so very, very powerfully authoritative. And the Gemara says in, in Sukkot, Hilal Hazakein had 80 talmidim. 80 disciples. 30 of them were fit to have the shekhinah rest on them like Moshe Rabbeinu. Imagine this yeshiva. 30 students out of the 80 are of the stature of a Moshe Rabbeinu. And 30 of them had the power and the moral character to get the sun to stop the way Yeshua did. Right? This, is, this is who we're dealing with, sitting in Hillel Hazor in the Esrim of And then there were 20 kind of mediocre people in between somewhere that weren't, weren't so great. Gadol Shebekulan, the greatest of all of these people. Yonatan ben Uziel. Katan Shebekulan, who was the most junior of all the people in the space of Medrash? Yochanan ben Zakkai. So you've got to get a sense and an idea of who these people were that formulated the Mishnah, and Yonatan Ben Uziel is one of them who translates. We use it every day, Yonatan Ben Uziel, to understand Tanakh. And furthermore, there's a Gemara in Megillah that talks about the fact that the, the Chumash was translated by Unculus HaGer, Unculus the Convert, and the the Neviim Nach was translated by Yonatan Ben Uziel. Um, which he heard and learned from Chagai, Zechari, and Malachi. So Yonatan Ben Uziel's t- Taragum comes from the Nevi'im themselves. Yatzda batkol Amra, when he translated the Tanakh, a batkol, a heavenly voice, came out and said, Mi uzeh shigila Who is this who revealed my secrets of the Torah to B'nei Israel, who wrote it down in this new translation? And uh, art has done a wonderful work, but when scroll got translated, there wasn't a batkol. The heavenly voice didn't come out and say, who's revealed the secrets? When Yonatan Ben made the first translation, a bat call came. That's how great it was. Omad he stood on his feet and he said, Well, that's me. I take accountability. I wrote this. Galuvia I do a lefanecha, but you know very well shelo lichvodir city. I didn't do this for my honor, shelo lichvod Abba, not for my family's honor. Ela lichvod Chaz, hiti shelo yarbu machloket bi I did this for you, Hashem, so that there won't be argument in Israel. There's an authoritative translation of the Tanakh, and we all know what it means. Vaod b'keish legalot targum shiktuvim. Then he wanted to continue writing the translation of Ketuvim, Tehillim, and so on. Yatzta batkol va'amralo dayecha, and the batkol came out and said, Yonason ben Uziel, enough. No more writing mm-hmm. translations. My time Because that has the end of the world and Mashiach, that should not be translated. Says the Ritva on that piece in Megillah, what's Rav Yosef got to do with this? Why does the Gemara bring Rav Yosef? Says, says the Gemara. If you check through Shas, you'll see often there is a linkage between Rav Yosef and Targum Yonatan. Rav Yosef often uses Targum Yonatan to explain the Psukim. Why is that so? Because Rav Yo- Yosef was blind. And he isn't allowed to recite Tanakh by heart. As we'll see, that's a halokhe. So he learns the Targum. He learned Yonatan Binazil's Targum so that he could quote from Tanakh without being over the principle that you're not allowed to quote from the Tanakh. Um, You've got to read it out of the book. You're not, allowed to, you're not allowed to say it by heart. And that's a piece that comes from the Gemara and Gittin Samach. Alpe, the written things you shouldn't say orally and oral things you shouldn't say written. The Torah is divided into it. Torah Shebikhtav and Torah Shebaal written Torah and oral Torah, and they need to stay written and oral, don't mix up the methods. Um, and further on, Rabbi Yochanan says, Lo karata Baruch Yisrael, Hashem's covenant with Yisrael is all for, for the oral law. The essence of everything is Gemara. The essence of everything is the oral law. Um, but, but we have these two pieces of halakha. Of, 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 um, and, the, and Rashi says there on Gittin, The only reason the Talmud could be published and written down is for fear that it would be forgotten otherwise. But ideally it shouldn't be written down. And that's why it's written down in shortened form, as little as possible, write down as little as possible. So you have to reconstruct it using a Rebbe, being taught how to in methodology. You have to reconstruct it. That's how it's written. So that it remains at least to some degree oral. Um, and, and you've got, I've, I've mentioned to you before, I think, the reason that the vil, Vilna Goan writes in such brief, uh, literally just references very brief, is because he's writing down Torah Shebid Khtav, he's writing down the oral law, and he wanted to just write down as much as he needed to remember what he was thinking. So it's just just hints, and the Gemara itself is like that, just <coughs> hints. And you've got to reconstruct and flesh the Gemara out in order to make sense of it, because it's Torah Shebid it's not Torah Shebid now, why this complete separation? The Ma'aral speaks about that, and I've, I've brought it for you again, so that you um, I've brought it for you so that you can use it. And as, as I say, I think this is shavuos learning, uh, because it's so important for what for for what the Torah is. And and in short, the Ma'aral gives two reasons for this for this distinction between which has to remain written and which may be, which can only be said and shouldn't be written and he says firstly is a unified integrated system you can't take a piece out of it a piece out of it is no longer emet emet is just the whole thing and he says when you speak you speak consecutively so you're saying something while you're saying that something you're not saying anything else so when you speak you're taking chunks And you're addressing pieces of the Torah. And the Torah should not be dismantled into pieces. When you have a whole chumash in front of you and you're reading out of the chumash, it's clear to you and everybody else that this is part of an integrated whole. So it's important to keep that integrity of the Torah, which is what Torah Shebikhtav is. Torah Shebikhtav is the system. It's the operating system. And you can't dismantle an operating system because then nothing works. So the Torah Shebikhtav is the, the coding. It's all there and the coding has to remain in writing. You can't code and just remember it by heart. You've got to put it into the computer, otherwise, it doesn't work. The, the coding of the Torah has to be in writing. But the Torah Shabbat pair is um, the oral law is, is endless. That That's ends off. It's always evolving. You don't want to write that down, because once you write it down, it becomes fixed. That was the objection to writing the Shulchanoruch down, and people's objection to writing the, for the Rambam's writing the Rambam down. Once you write it down, it becomes dogma. And then people, we, what are you supposed to do? They look up. What am I supposed to do today? You look up. I've got a Shiloh. Look up. And you're just taking information from a body of, of fundamentalist dogma. Instead of working it out, reasoning, looking at the context, looking at the time, applying the method of thinking to the context and time, that's Torah Shabbat. You don't want that written down. Says the 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 mara the mara. Other than as Rashi says, just because we're afraid of things getting forgotten, so they got they got written down. But they shouldn't be learnt that way. They need to be learnt, spoken out, and talked about, and taught from Rebbe to tell me this is not something that you look at a book. This is not something you Google. Imagine what Chazal would have said about Google. If you can't even write it in a book, imagine how how we decompose the Torah by just looking something up in Google and getting the answer on that specific thing without any sense of the system and the integrity. The second thing that the maral says is the Torah gives us the principles of halacha and the, and the Torah Shabbat gives us the application. And he says, it's like saying, what is a house? So you say, a house is a thing with four walls and a roof and it protects you from the elements. That's what a house is. That's Torah Shabikhtav. What is Sukkot? What is Pesach? It tells you what it is in fundamental principle. But how do you design a house so that it's usable to you in your situation, for your needs, in your climate? That each one is different when you get to the design. Says the Maharal Prag, the Tershe Bichtav is the principle. It's house, it's, it's a concept. Tershe Balpeh, the oral law, is how to design it in a way that makes sense to you, how to design it in a way that makes sense to your generation, to your place, to your time, and gives it context. You don't want to write that down because that has to evolve. That has to change. That has to develop all the time. So Torah Shebaal Peh is fluid. Torah is rigid. Torah Shebaal is a, an integrated system. Torah Shebaal Peh is unlimited. Torah is the principle. Torah Shebaal Peh is the design and the application uh, for each period and area in which we live. And we need to keep that balance. Whenever we're learning, we've got to make sure that we're linking back to the Torah. And that's what the Gemara does all the time. Every halacha, we'll go and write it. Everything you learn, you should be able to link back to its source in the Torah to preserve its authenticity. And you've got to be able to apply the reasoning of the Gemara to preserve its fluidity and its ability to, to apply and to be designed in a way that authentically fits the time and the era of each period in which it's used and learned. (sniffs) Oh. <sniffs>